Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Hi, Nana. How are you? I'm good. We're back again for the second episode of season four. This episode was called The Real Me. And I'll give a brief recap as usual for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch the episode. Um, Carrie is asked to model in a fashion show and, of course, agonizes over it. Miranda doesn't know how to act what a man calls her sexy. Charlotte gets up close and personal with her vagina. And Samantha gets naked for a professional photo shoot. So what did you think of this week's episode before we get into a recap? Um, I thought it was okay, and I'm really hoping this is not going to be the theme for season four. Um, I feel like I mentioned in episode one that it was now recycling storylines. Yeah. And say for one, I, I mean, I understand it was just Miranda, but I feel like we've been through this with Miranda with the guy who thought she was hot and she didn't mm-hmm. understand why. And it's, I don't know. But it's just two episodes into the season. But I guess the over the overarching thought for me is we're recycling stories now. Yeah. My I thought it was okay as well. My thing is not even it it felt like a filler episode. <laughs> and I was just like, why are we on a filler episode on episode two? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Because not, yeah. nothing consequential happened, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Nothing yeah. that moved the story along, especially exactly. since the premiere wasn't exactly the strongest. It didn't feel like a premiere either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like they're right back into it. But I did enjoy the premiere more than this episode, I'll say. But, yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't awful. It was just there. It was, like, a nice watch. But, yeah, it was just nothing special to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the episode begins with Carrie and Stanford chilling by the bar of a cool club when Carrie is encouraging him to hit on this hot model that they're both checking out. And he refuses, states, and he says that he's well aware of what he looks like. And the only way he can get a guy like that to pay attention to him is to pay him. That made me sad. I don't know. I don't like to hear people like talk down about themselves like that. But Carrie's a good friend and tries to like hype him up. And I then mean, uh, I, mm-hmm. and I understand, but I think yet again we've been through this with Stanford. Yeah. So I couldn't muster any feeling again because I'm like, okay, we've been through this, and I don't know why we're, you know, beating it down again. So yeah. also, what was Carrie wearing? Ew. Thank you. She looked like she was trying to redo like 80s Madonna with the hair and the pearls and like the bra over her top. I don't know. It was like not a good look. And it made me laugh because right as they're talking about that, Lynn Cameron, who's a fashion show producer played by Margaret Cho, it was good to see her, um, tells Carrie that she just has to model in her next show because Carrie is like a New York fashion icon. And I'm like, not in that outfit. <laughs> but I was like, it just made me laugh. But yeah, she tells her that the show is a mix of models and regular people. And Carrie's like, nah, I can't. And Lynn tells her that she's not going to take no for an answer. And Stanford tries to return the favor by telling her that, of course, she can walking the show they're just hyping each other up trying to be good friends to each other and the next scene the ladies are all out to eat 
and we find out that Samantha is on a strict diet in preparation for a nude photo shoot that she's scheduled. And she says she was doing it for her. Well, Miranda's asked over it, isn't it a bit narcissistic? But she says that she was doing it for herself so that when she's old and her tits are in her shoes, she can look at it and say, damn, I was hot. And honestly, that's I think that's a valid reason. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I just said that's good enough for me. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, Miranda thinks it's narcissistic. And Samantha point, points out that nobody thinks it's narcissistic when you get your seventh grade picture taken. And Charlotte then points out that, but you're not naked in that picture. It carries like <laughs> as far as we're aware of. <laughs> they need to leave Samantha I, alone. I know. I know. Miranda's my girl, but she is kind of a hater. Yes, a big hater. Especially anyway, we'll get to that. Anyway, so Carrie then lets them know that she's been asked to walk in a fashion show. And Samantha's like, Yeah, that show is huge. You have to do it. And her and Charlotte are trying to convince her that look, you're obsessed with fashion. This is so you, you have to do it. It made me laugh because Carrie was trying to say that she's not obsessed with fashion. And I'm like, girl. How many times have you told us that you've foregone rent or food <laughs> to be able to buy <laughs> fashionable clothes? How can you not think you're obsessed with fashion? It just made me laugh. But yeah, um, yeah, sometimes she does not live in a real world. And Charlotte asks her, what's the difference in strutting down a runway and the way you strut down Fifth Avenue? And she again, she's like, do I strut? I'm like, girl, you strut. You strut everywhere. And I actually love her walk. I think we've mentioned this before, haven't we? We've talked about yeah. mm-hmm. the way she walks and slinks. But yeah, it just made me laugh. And Samantha then points out that she'll probably get to keep the clothes, which, you know, brings light and love into Carrie's eyes. But Miranda is notably silent <laughs> during all of this. And Carrie's like, Miranda got anything to say? And she's just con- because it's uneaten, she came across as super hater in that scene, I have to say, and just kind of mean about it. I didn't like that because I don't understand why she would. Why would you have a problem with it? I mean, so it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was more hate or anything. I think she was being a hater, but I didn't think she was being mean. What I didn't understand was I thought something else was going to come on because she was very focused on her salad. Mm-hmm. And was very aggressive with like the ranch and the thing or whatever. So I didn't know if something else was going on. I thought like she was some- very focused on the salad because she was trying not to join in with convincing Carrie to walk in the show. Mm-hmm. That's why Carrie literally turns to her because she's notably silent and like focusing on shoving her salad in her mouth. And she's at Miranda and she still doesn't say anything because she's. Like, it's what someone's doing when they're like, I don't want to be involved in all of this. I don't want to say what I really think. (laughs) That's the vibe I got. She was being a hater and mean to me. But yeah, (laughs) I guess just will agree to disagree. Well, I disagree. I said she was a hater. Mean. I think she was being mean. Oh, okay. I'm I'm agreeing with you. You made your point and I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah, I just don't understand why. <laughs> I need motivation, but yeah, yeah, it is. What it is. Mm-hmm. 
So it came across as a bit like she's being mean for the sake of being mean. And when it comes to Miranda, I'm sorry, I always err on the side of bad writing because I do sometimes feel like they don't know what to do with her character mm-hmm. because she's that trope, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she must yeah. be mean four times, even when it wouldn't make sense for her to be mean. So that yeah. I can say because there's no motivation <laughs> behind it and it continues during the episode. It just kind of doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. So Miranda's working out at the gym when she's hit on by a guy called Dave who tells her that he thinks she's incredibly sexy. He's been watching her for a few weeks now and he's like flirting with her and she looks very baffled (laughs) as to why or what he's seen in her. And she gives Carrie a call and lets her know that she finds it hard to believe that he thinks that she's sexy. And she says that sexy is what she aims for after she wins them over with her personality. And Carrie, in a surprise tone, says, you win men over with your personality? Mm-hmm. And Miranda then basically retorts, they want you to be a model. <laughs> and then Carrie's like, okay, I'm hanging up now, and hangs up. Again, <laughs> you saw, I'm just like, why? Why are they being like horrible to each other? I don't get it. What did you think of that scene? Um, actually, it was funny to me. I was laughing at that. I think I was already stuck on. I was gonna ask in the beginning. The uh, the voiceover Carrie said was while Miranda would never dream of walking on the runway. Was that mean or was that just factual or was that? Just... I think it's factual because Miranda wouldn't ever. Okay. Yeah. Because my thing is. Yes, Carrie, like, why did you have to say you win men over with your personality? But the tone she said it in was a tone of surprise, not bitchiness. But Miranda then goes, they want you to be a model, clearly meaning to hurt her. And I'm just like, why are we having, is there something we're missing? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was weird. But I do do also feel Miranda a bit because I find it weird when, (laughs) to me, this is just me personally, when I think I look like a bum and someone hits on me, I'm just like, why? <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> and it makes me mistrustful as well. So I actually completely got where she was coming from, why she was confused. So, yeah. I guess it was just not annoying, but I guess it's also like even when she's not a bum, that's what she thinks anyway. So it's like, oh, Yeah. The piling on can get a bit much sometimes. But Carrie's writing her article of the week. And guys, I really tried with this one. <laughs> She's talking about Narcissus, who was so consumed with his own image that he drowned in it. And Carrie then goes, did he have no real friends to mirror back a healthier image of himself? I don't know, I just really feel like they were forcing it with this. But anyway, and then she says, why is it that we can agree, sorry, that we can see our friends perfectly? But when it comes to ourselves, no matter how hard we look, do we ever see ourselves clearly? The second part of that I thought was a valid question, but I just thought tying it back to Narcissus and the whole, yeah, to me, it just seemed like a stretch. But yeah, what did you think of her question? Um, I think it, I, I just thought it was true. It's like a usual thing. We hype our friends, but we're usually hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think just in general... 
I'm getting on Miranda for doing that. But when second thought, when I think about it, like that part when he looked at her and she looked behind, like he can't possibly want me. Miranda mm-hmm. is honestly a lot of us. Life yeah. is basically about make it till you make it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's just life. I don't think it makes it right. But what's the reason why we hyper our friends and then we're hard on ourselves? Or the second part is, are we hyping our friends because it's the right thing to do? It's not like if someone's complaining to you about something, it's the right time to start pointing out, well, actually, or whatever. So yeah. are we just as hard or would we be just as hard on our friends except that we have home training and we know that mm. it's not the right thing to do, I guess. Mm. It's That's a good question. That's a very good question. I'm just trying to think like, because sometimes I don't like to, like, lie to my friends. You know, sometimes people, some people ask you a question and you're like, mm-hmm. uh, do you really want me to answer this? <laughs> do you know what I mean? But obviously they're your friends, so you don't want to be mean. I do think honesty is important and delivery can still do the work for you. How you deliver your message, I think, is extremely important because I don't think it's good to, like, lie to your friends. You're not going to tell your friends, oh, you're ugly. But I don't think any of my friends are ugly, <laughs> you know? But if you did, would you literally look at your friends and tell them, yeah, you're ugly? I agree. Like, yeah. why? But I don't know. It's like a fine line. It really is. Because you do want yeah, to be ugly, I... but you don't want to lie either. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think also it's not only... It doesn't stop just as at like your physical looks or anything. Yeah. It could be yeah. anything like, you know, in life or whatchamacallit. I'm I'm a Virgo, so I'm nat- naturally critical. I'm just always looking for points and all that kind of stuff. I know I'm hard on myself, but I also, like I said earlier, I don't know if it's a fine line. So I, I had a conversation with a friend where a friend told me that you can't keep telling someone the same thing. They already know what to do. At that point, it's up to them to decide what it is they're going to do. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. I don't know that it's a fine line. I think it's just Mm -hmm. realizing that you've made your point, regardless of what the topic is. And after that, you can't beat it over. You can't beat a dead horse, I guess. So I don't know. Personally, I feel like if I've made my point a few times and you keep asking me, that's one thing that really irritates me. So I usually just stop talking. (laughs) I'll just be silent why you ask because I'm like we've already had this conversation (laughs) you know I'm not gonna say it again and again and again and again but I am also one of those people like you'll get there whenever you get there you can't force people to be where you want them to be you know what I mean it's like when you have a friend who's in a relationship with a terrible person you both know they're a terrible person and they keep going what should I do and I'm like bitch I've already told you what you should do (laughs) what I think you should do but I can't make you do it so until you get to the point where you're ready to do the right thing, I'd just rather us not talk about it, <laughs> you know? Because it's going to be that's, irritated. And that's why I feel everyone always claims that they want honesty, but I don't think... Because honesty comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. It can't but I'm giving the person honesty, though, is what I'm saying. I, don't, I feel like that doesn't mean, like, every waking moment you have to be giving someone honesty about the same issue. I'm like, yeah, they know. They already know how you feel. That's so what let me I'm give this delivery. Yeah, I understand. But let me give an example that might be extreme or whatever. Just 
let's say someone is doing something that's detrimental to themselves, like you said, and they already know whatever. So after you've made your point and then time goes by and nothing's, mm-hmm. let's say like a, an alcoholic or something. I mean, well, that's a disease, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. And nothing's done. Isn't it still dishonest if the person's not saying anything at all anymore? Like is, at that point, mean? is it enabling? No, I don't think it's enabling because I feel like then I would have made it. I've already made it clear my position. It hasn't changed just because time has passed. If it changed, I would let you know it changed. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd be like, mm, maybe I was a bit hasty. Maybe you should give him a chance or whatever. But no, if I still, I feel like my original opinion when you asked me for it would still stand. I'm just not going to wake up on every single phone call we have. Yeah, leave that man. Leave that man. I may do it a few times just so you're well aware of my position. But I don't understand what good is going to do to now be haranguing someone every day. That's not going to work. People do things when they're ready to do them. We then go to Samantha at her photo shoot. This is literally just an excuse for them to show us Samantha naked and flashing her vagina at two men. That's just the vibe I got. By the way, she walks into the shoot in a robe and the photographer and his assistant are like, oh, we can start off with some music just to ease you into it so you feel more comfortable. And Samantha's like, I don't need, like, I'm ready now. (laughs) I don't need time to feel comfortable. Whips off her robe, puts, cocks her leg up on the stool, fully frontal naked for them to start taking the pictures <laughs> and I'm just like okay we get it uh, yeah then, honestly mm-hmm. Samantha is the hero that we need everybody yeah. should just aim to be like be like her like just confidence out the wazoo it goes yeah. a long way literally and out I, of the wazoo <laughs> and also Tiger was uh Tony Hale yes Thank you. Do you know what? It was really bothering me, his face. There's someone else that I feel like I should have taken time to look who he was at the end. Maybe you'll also be able to help me remember who the actor was because it's driving me insane. I probably um, won't because I have it down to ask you. <laughs> we'll get there. So, um, uh, Carrie and Charlotte are strolling down the street when Charlotte asks for um, the number of Carrie's gynecologist. She says she's what well, she just wants to try a different opinion because she thought she had a yeast infection. She's insisting she doesn't have a yeast infection. Charlotte just I don't know. I'm just over her being so prudish all the time. And I'm one that's like, yes, yeah, fine. You don't. Not everyone is like wants to talk about their body, whatever, all the time. Fine. But I just feel like Charlotte just overdoes it. And it comes across as so childish. You're actually a grown woman. Just have a conversation. But she's been very secretive and refusing to tell Carrie, like, what she really wants to see a new gynecologist about. And then Carrie then asks her if she knows anybody that she can set Stanford up with before he resorts to hookers. And we then later see Charlotte calling Anthony, who's clearly, well, do you know what I was about to say? He's probably the only gay man she knows, but that's the only gay man we've seen her with outside of Stanford. But you do get the vibe that I know you've experienced it, you know, <laughs> where someone's like, oh, I know someone, you guys should hook up. And you're like, why? Because we're both black. <laughs> you know? 
That's the vibe I got. I got that a lot in school. I don't know about you. They're like, oh my gosh, you guys should date. I'm like, why? <laughs> Apart from skin yeah. colour, we have nothing in common. Relax. <laughs> I haven't been in a lot of spaces where I was like the only black person and that was the reason why, but it was uh-huh. more like, oh, you're single, you're single. Whether we have anything in common or not, it was yes. more because we're both single and that's it. Exactly. It's just annoying, whichever circumstances it is, because it's just like you're not actually putting any thought into this. So, yes, we see Charlotte not putting any thought into this, calling Anthony her abrasive wedding planner. And she sets him up to meet Stanford, basically. And he's very clearly only concerned about how this guy looks. He's like, what's he look like? Who would play him? And she stretches the truth a bit, in my opinion. And so she describes him as a younger Ed Harris. And that makes him interested. He's like, oh, that's hot. So they're going to meet later. And then... But here's the thing. When you say stretches the truth, it might have been like her truth. You know how... Yeah. If you're friends with someone and you think someone is... You just think all your friends are cute. That may not be the case with everyone outside of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's just how that is. I feel like it was the acting choices she was making. It looked like she was stretching the truth. If it made, does that make sense? Like the way she was looking. I don't. Know I didn't think sense. she was because it, I don't think if she didn't think that he wouldn't have found her attractive, she wouldn't have even gone ahead with it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I don't think Stanford is unattractive at all. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if it's too mean to say, but I think that there are just certain people, especially um, Anthony, who has like a terrible attitude. Mm-hmm. I would just be very particular about who I hook them up with. Yeah. Because they're just some people who are shallow and who are about certain things. I'm not yes. going to hook up somebody that looks a certain way that somebody else has. And they're the kind of people that, oh, they just want a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. They want someone that looks a certain way and all that. He's just setting a person up for failure. Yeah, so that's a very valid point. I feel like Charlotte was gonna fail even from the beginning with her matchup because Anthony, from the questions he was asking her, he's only concerned about looks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. so I don't think it was kind, I guess, for either of them for her to make that matchup to begin with, but yeah, so um, Miranda's reached the end of her first date with Dave, the guy from the gym. And he continues to call her sexy as he kisses her good night. And Carrie eventually commits to the fashion show. Ugh, all the back and forth was annoying because I'm like, girl, we know you're going to do it. <laughs> People have gone out of their way to convince you. Just do it. Stop talking about it. Um, but yes, the final push that she needs is that she hears that Dolce and Gabbana have agreed to dress her. So she then goes to a fit-in. And I was a bit confused because they kept saying with Dolce and Gabbana. And I'm like, okay, these two clearly work for Dolce and Gabbana because we know what Dolce and Gabbana look like. And it's not Alan Cumming and this other random actor. But anyway, one of the designers is played by Alan Cumming. And it actually freaked me out because just last night I was watching um, James Bond, GoldenEye, and he was in GoldenEye, and then he popped up again in Sex and the City, back to back. But um, I like Alan Cumming a lot. He's an actor I enjoy on my screen. And 
yeah, so he basically laments on how he's going to have to take off her dress since she's so short. And she insists that she's really comfy in heels. And in fact, the taller, the better. <laughs> Foreshadowing. The photographer on the set, he's called Paul Denai. He's apparently a really famous photographer for all the magazines. Carrie's well familiar with his work. He hits it off with Carrie and he eventually asks her out on a coffee date. So that's who I had to ask you. Is that someone that we know? I didn't. No, I didn't recognize him from anywhere. Did you? No, I didn't. That's why I was asking. Yeah, he looks very familiar, but I don't know. Okay. He's not the one I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. But no, no, I don't. um, Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think he was just supposed to be a photographer. Probably supposed to be like a. Stephen Mizell or you know something Charlotte visits the gynecologist and finds out that she may have a condition called vulvodynia um, which her gynecologist says she's been seeing a lot of women with the same symptoms itchiness sensitivity soreness etc and she prescribes her an antidepressant and Charlotte is like for me it's just like no for your vagina (laughs) to correct the imbalance Never heard about that. Have you? <laughs> okay. So I've watched enough TV in my lifetime, and mm-hmm. I feel like I have a sense of the writers, and I have beef with, like, the Sex in the City writers. So, of course, I did my due diligence, and I went to go Google this. I've never heard of this before. It is not what the doctor is saying. Vova de Vanio, whatever it is, is actually, like, pain. It's pain in your vagina at the entry. And then if there are different kinds that they have, and it could affect just your clit or stuff like that. So, and it could last for like months. So this whole antidepressant thing, itching, burning, where I was like, did they really just sit there and make up shit? And you know, again, a man wrote this shit. I find things like that so irresponsible, by the way. Very. Yeah. You could have made something up. Do you know what I mean? anything to fit with your storyline but blurring those lines i find that actually deeply deeply irresponsible especially knowing the demographic of the people who watch your show at the time you know yes and it's always at the expense of women they don't make up shit when it comes to men yeah so that's the part that was just really irritating about it so and i made sure i checked and checked you know different sites just to make sure (laughs) okay maybe one thing or anything nope it's actual pain yeah and it's Played for laughs, as usual. So at lunch, Charlotte tells Carrie and Miranda about her depressed vagina. And of course, it will make all the usual quips you'd expect. And then she lets her know that she's been ordered to keep a vagina journal. It reminded me, when she was describing, it reminded me of the vagina monologues when that was all the rage. And basically, she has to write, like, how her vagina is feeling, I guess, for each day to figure out why it's depressed but yeah so samantha comes and apologizes for being late and shows them all her her proofs from her photo shoot that she's just got back and then she asks charlotte to look over them with her professional art eye opinion you know is it bad that i always forget that charlotte actually has a real job <laughs> <laughs> yes it is. they don't focus no, not at all. I'm like, oh, yeah, she does work in art. <laughs> she completely forgot. So Charlotte um, 
for some reason has a magnifier on her maybe you know part of her job and starts to look at the pictures and is immediately as charlotte as possible about it and she's like eh, i can see everything <laughs> you know like just very you do a better charlotte impression than i do <laughs> and then samantha's like yeah duh that was just a warm-up but look at the rest of the pictures and she is disgusted and refuses to look at the rest of them and then she says she's never even looked at her vagina because she thinks it's ugly and then miranda goes mm, that's probably why your vagina is so depressed that like made me laugh but um uh, i was like charlotte you're 35 you've never ever ever had a look at your vagina but then i thought it's charlotte she probably hasn't actually do buy that what did you think yeah yeah i can believe that i mean it tracks with her personality a hundred percent but yeah i don't know i just don't have patience for her <laughs> i'm just like okay nah enough is enough so anyway miranda is on her second date with dave and she's clearly trying to project more confidence than she's feeling, I guess, to really live up to the sexiness that he sees in her. But they're in her apartment um, drinking some wine, just relaxing. And then she's talking about how much she loves her life, basically, her job, her friends, and trying to be sultry and overtly sexy. And he clearly looks very turned off by this. And she closes her eyes, leans closer and puckers up for a kiss. And he rejects her and takes a sip of his wine. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know what? With I did think her storyline uh, was just very mad to me. But I was thinking about Dave, like when this whole thing, I'm just like, is he one of those men that gets off, you think, on how do I describe it? I'm trying to think of how to put this. You know, there's some men who they kind of want to be the source, the source of your confidence. Like you can only feel good because I tell you to feel good. Yeah. If you independently think well about yourself, you're confident in yourself, they don't like it and want to knock you down a peg. So that's what I was kind of scared. That was the kind of character that we're playing. Do do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then you just prefer to have women who quote unquote have low yes, self esteem, exactly, or don't know or don't realize how beautiful they are. Exactly, and I feel like they could have just done better with the storyline. But again, I know the kind of show it is. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh yeah, we'll get to it. But I didn't like. It was a bit meh. <laughs> the way it played out so anyway samantha is getting one of her, of her new pictures framed at the framing shop and she is holding up the picture just kind of waiting for the guy to like comment on it or make a sleazy remark he's been extremely unimpressed very professional like okay what what colors do you want what size just doing his job basically and she keeps like oh like right by my my ass right where my nipple is is where I want and he's like okay what's like he's he's not here for her nonsense <laughs> he's like leave your picture I'll get it framed but she's <laughs> super mad about it for some reason and then she basically um he tells her when her frame will be ready and she's like whatever and storms off which I'm like so Samantha you are low-key full of shit because you said this was was for you 
but you do want people to admire your naked body so it's not just for you it's also for other people <laughs> you know because yeah. yeah. otherwise she wouldn't have been mad she wouldn't have, wouldn't have registered at all so yeah she was not being honest i mean i know uh, it's a joke but samantha is five percent a narcissist oh yeah you, you only said five percent well, no, nah, you're you're being yeah. generous. Like I'll <laughs> say, way more, way higher percentage for me, <laughs> at least fifty. <laughs> you're nice, you're nice, you're nice. So anyway, Paul and Carrie are hanging out at her apartment, and they're just looking through an old book of like supermodel photographs that he took, and she's telling him how much she loves his work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then she's saying how much she loves looking at the models and Cindy Crawford, etc. And he says he actually prefer people's flaws because it makes them more beautiful. I really rolled my eyes. I'm sorry. Uh, our perfect imperfections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he shows her a picture that he took of her at the fitting earlier. And he's like, oh, I'm so alive and beautiful. Okay, sure. Yeah, that, that was the... Uh, end of that scene <laughs> we're finally at the fashion show <laughs> after all of that um this was actually my favorite part of it just because i don't know i do like fashion and i like that whole like seeing famous people like even in the background etc etc so anyway um the dng people tell her that there's been a last minute change of plans and she's not wearing the outfit which was some blue sequin dress that she was supposed to wear and instead, she's going to wear basically a pair of big granny panties, bejeweled granny panties. And she's like, uh, are you having a laugh? <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry. We'll give you a, a coat to go over the top. And she's already freaking out because she's seen people like Frank Rich, who I had to look up. I didn't know who he was, like just of name recognition. But he's a famous writer for like the New York Times etc etc and then Fran Leibovitz of course and she's like these are like proper (laughs) celebrities who are walking as the regular people so obviously she's already nervous about it so it gives her even extra anxiety and then she finds out she's having to wear a pair of panties instead of the dress that she thought she'd wear so um we then go to all the ladies are at the show, of course, Charlotte, Miranda, and Samantha. And Charlotte introduces Stanford to Anthony. And Anthony is such a dick, but I mean, that's what you'd expect because a man is an asshole. And he looks mm-hmm. absolutely disgusted <laughs> at the sight of Stanford. Stanford is trying to be polite and make conversation. And he's literally giving him one word answers and not even looking at him. Yeah. And Stanford is like, uh, okay, I need to go check on Carrie and gets up in these to go backstage. And then Anthony turns to Charlotte and lays it on her like, what the hell were you thinking, basically? And that he can do a whole lot better than Stanford because he's a catch. And I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's just an awful person. I'm sorry. He has no redeeming qualities at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Carrie is in the back, obviously, getting all dolled up and she's turning her hair huge. (laughs) Like I said, I live in Texas 
And every time I see, like, I saw a woman the other day with hair that looked exactly like hers. And it always makes me laugh because I love it when I see stereotypical Texas stuff because I don't actually see it that often. <laughs> but I'm just like, that's what she reminded me of. Just huge hair, guys. It was being backcombed into a huge bouffant. But, um, but the funny thing is, I could see the vision. I feel like it went with her outfit. I could see what they were going for. Yeah, um, it did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, fashion shows are where, I mean, they go crazy. It's not yes. usually conventional. So I didn't exactly. think it was, you know, out of place or anything. And she looked pretty. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. I actually thought she looked fantastic. But what made me excited, because um, I used to work in cosmetics and I still do makeup like here and there but Kevin O'Quan was in the episode and he is one of my all-time favorite make he was I should say because he passed away a few months after this episode did um that you knew was super young as well but yeah so he's like introduces doing her makeup and it just made me so happy Kevin O'Quan is like an absolute legend and the way he died was so sad and tragic. But, yeah, it just really cheered me up. That was honestly, like, my favourite part of the episode. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's Kevin O'Quan. But, yeah, so he does her makeup and... Um, yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm. for, for those for those who don't know, he had, like, a tumour that yeah. he didn't know and it was kind of late. And then, you know, he had surgery, had it done. But what actually killed him was, like, a painkiller? Yeah, dependence on painkillers. Which he developed after the tumor, basically. And then there yeah. was so much drama after he died with his husband. husband. Yeah. yeah, it was just, yeah, he died like way too young. And he's just, he, he still is, I'll say, like his influence on the cosmetics industry. He basically changed the way we all do makeup because he really pioneered contouring. Contouring and all of that like came from the dry community, but he made it more wearable, I'll say, for like everyday women, like on red carpets or and he's done everybody. Janet Jackson, Madonna, like Celine everybody's had their makeup done by Kevin O'Quan. But yeah, it was just nice to see him. It just made me happy. But anyway, yeah, so um yeah, like I said, it was just really great to see Kevin O'Quan. But basically, Stanford like was going backstage to complain about Anthony, and Carrie's like, "I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> I'm freaking out about walking down this runway." And honestly, I feel her. I'm just like, "This is not the time." And um, so he goes back to his seat, and he realizes that Anthony has left, <laughs> and Charlotte. It's like, oh, he had an emergency, <laughs> had to rush off. And then he's like, oh, that's just great. He's been rejected by somebody he wasn't even interested in to begin with. And I feel him. Because it's like, I wasn't interested in you anyway. You can't reject me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't, you can't fire me, I quit. You know, one of them. It's annoying. But um, it made me laugh as well. When um, Samantha and Miranda came in, um. Miranda's complaining that she hasn't heard back from her date Dave after he didn't kiss her (laughs) Samantha's like he's a man like they wouldn't know what they want if you you laid your pussy out on the table (laughs) (laughs) and these like three older women who are sitting right in front of them turn around and give them a look (laughs) I I want those people if I'm talking to my friend in public and you're listening, don't turn around and give me a look because I'm going to be like, yes, <laughs> do we have a problem? So I wasn't talking to you. There's no, way, 
but to listen. They're like back to back. Yeah, but mind your business. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. That's how I, you invite fights. I, but mm-hmm. I thought that was funny, but all I kept wondering was why is Miranda wearing a business suit to a fashion show? Why? Why did you witness her? I didn't like the huge earrings they put on her. To me, it just didn't fit with her look at all. But yeah. For some reason, I don't I know this is going back a bit, but even in the scene where Carrie is first telling them about being invited to do the show and she's consciously not saying anything to encourage her. She's like in a white turtleneck. I loved her look there, like the makeup, the hair, and I wish they would just stick with that. I feel like every time they get it right with her, they d- then change it. And then it's like, oh, what happened here? There's no consistency and it bothers me. Because they have to punish her. But um, one thing, way back when, um, I think the first time before he went, the second time when Stan- Stanford went to talk to Carrie, there was just one line where they were going back and forth, bantering with each other. And Carrie just says, well, Stanny, I'm a model. I actually think that was cute that she bought into her hype. Yes. Because every Let's, now and then, we're so used to being harder on ourselves. It's good mm-hmm. to just hype yourself up. So that was cute to me. Exactly. And honestly, I've seen those. They still do shows like that. Like we see them. They do like, is it the red dress for AIDS research or something? I know they do shows like that still, where they do mix in regular celebrities or like models. But if I was organizing something like that, Carrie Bradshaw would 100% be somebody I'd want in a show like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it fits. So it was realistic to me. Um, so she is telling Stanford basically that she's freaking out. And she asked him to get Samantha backstage so she can get an honest opinion of how she looks. Because she knows Samantha will tell her the truth. And I like that. It was a nice little touch that you do, like, when you have a friendship group, you do go to different people for different things. And I like that she knows to go to Samantha because she will 100% tell her the truth about how she looks. She's not just going to guess her up. That she looks amazing if she doesn't. And if if we're being honest, though, I do think their friend group is honest. The only person that might lie, and that's might, is Charlotte. Yes, but other than yes. that, I do think they're all honest. But my thing, she didn't ask for Miranda because Miranda would have come and if she didn't look good, I don't think she would have been soft with it. It would have just made her feel shit. Well, I feel like Samantha, if she didn't look good, she would have told her she doesn't look good and come up with a plan for her to look better. That's, That's the vibe I get. Um, so, yeah, Samantha goes backstage and she tells her she looks amazing and she goes, honey, you're a model. <laughs> and then Carrie stared at herself in the mirror and then Heidi Klum appears behind her. I actually forgot. She looks so young. <laughs> Listen, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually forgot that's what Heidi used to look like. And she's wearing the same long floor dress that Carrie had on earlier in the fitting. And it does look better on her because she's taller. <laughs> and they basically both give each other compliments. And Heidi's like, let's go get it, basically. And Carrie, like, sights herself up, gets ready to start walking. And she is killing it the first couple of seconds. She is strutting. And everyone looks pleased. And then she trips and falls flat on her face. And the whole crowd is like, 
and everyone basically freezes looking at her and Margaret shows like fuck me hard and then she's like send out Heidi Klum and Heidi comes out and steps over her guys <laughs> and then Stanford is like oh my god she's fashion roadkill and then the photographer is of course taking pictures gets up close and personal to her face as it's still plastered on the runway and then she's like, get the fucking camera out of my face. And I feel her. And then you, you can see her psyching herself up. And then in a vo- voiceover, she says, she decides to get through the embarrassment. She picks herself up and continues walking the runway as planned. Because in life, when you fall on your face, you pick yourself up. And then as she walks, continues her walks, everyone gives, starts clapping for her. Her friends do really well. They get up and start cheering for her super loudly and it kind of spurs everyone else to cheer for her. And then Heidi Klum gives her, gives her a high five and Margaret Cho smiles at her like, yeah, you've got this. And then we get another voice of her saying that her act of bravery <laughs> inspired Miranda to confront Dave at the gym and ask why he didn't get in touch with her after their second date. And he basically tells her he was turned off by her because she seemed really full of herself. So I just feel like, and that that's it. Basically, she's like, oh, okay, and then walks away. That's the end of that storyline. And I'm thinking, you guys could have done so much better with this. You really could have. But, yeah, <laughs> that was the reason. <laughs> um, I mean, my so takeaway was just men are scum. Yes. But do you see what I mean? Like, when I said I could have just done so much better with that. But, yeah. No, I see it. It's just, I mean, I feel like we've said that over and over. It's just baseline at this point. They're not trying. We kind of just have to accept it, I guess. Yes. But it's ridiculous. A hundred percent. And then we then cut to Samantha, who's gone back to eating her regular foods, giving up on her diet. She's eating, like, junk food again. And she gets a huge bag of junk food delivered for dinner. And then the delivery man, she's, Samantha's put her naked picture right by the door, because of course she has, <laughs> and he's staring at it, and then when she comes back to give him his tip, he basically goes, nice ass, and this makes her so happy that she goes back and gives him an even bigger tip, so yeah, so yeah, that actor is the one that I was saying, where oh. his name He's been in like disaster movies. He he's like got longer hair. He's always a. Uh, it's driving me insane because I've seen him in so many movies and for the life yeah. of me, I remember his name. But yeah, he's an actor that I was like I couldn't place him, and I thought you might be able to help. But oh well. I just didn't. I know that he's a character actor, but I yeah. just didn't like. Like bother. I watched something with him in it recently, and for and I've been like, it was an action movie, a disaster movie. And I can't think of what it was. Like, I've been racking my brains. It was driving me insane. Ooh, you know what? IMDB. I'll go find out. <laughs> um, so we then see Charlotte finally looking at her vagina in a mirror. And she's so fascinated by it that she falls off the bed. Again, pointless, guys. And then... <laughs> and then... The episode ends basically with Carrie walking around in her apartment in pale men's brief, men's brief, sorry. Um, which I actually hate how they look on her. They give her a saggy butt, <laughs> and she's 
tucking away her bejeweled granny panties in her drawer. And then she says she's very happy to go back to her life as a regular person. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's just a whole lot of nothing, in my opinion. It was a filler episode. And episode two is just, yeah, way too early for all of that. Did you have anything else to add? Yeah, I just thought it was nice how it ended joyfully. And Carrie really um, picked it up and turned it around very well. Um, I will say it wasn't up until the rewatch. I always, always thought this episode was called Fashion Roadkill. That's such a much better title. The Real Me. What the hell is that? I don't know whether that's two zero for two now because the the episode titles are not making any sense. But I know Stanford saying, oh, my God, she's fashion roadkill is like in pop culture history mm-hmm. for that. And I just assumed that would be the name of the episode. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that would I was be surprised. <laughs> that would make too much sense, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. let's. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping episode three is better, I guess. Yes, yes. But I'm so happy to see them back. I mean, I haven't tapped out only two episodes in. But yes, Tane, can you please tell the people where they can find us? You can find us at the Rewatch Times 2, T H E R E W A T C H X2. That's our handle on Instagram, handle on Twitter. And if you want to send us an email at gmail.com. And please don't forget to give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd super, super, super appreciate it. Thank you guys so much again for listening and joining us every week. And we hope to see you next time. Bye.